ago where you felt different. It wasn't that long ago when you felt unimportant. You were made fun of. Maybe it wasn't that long ago where you felt like you were going through the gutter of life. I just want to say welcome to Connection this morning. My name is Matt. And I am pumped <laughs> to be with you today. If you were with us last week, um, you got to see a children's dedication service where we dedicated nine of our children. That just excites me. The fact that we have we have students that are being raised up from from birth, taught, had 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 the love of God put into them. And last week our church took us and we assumed responsibility. This isn't something that we take lightly. We assume responsibility for the spiritual upbringing of these kids. Yes, they make their own choices. Yes, mom and dad have their own ways that maybe not like your ways. But as a church, we prayed and supported these kids that we are going to be behind them. If you had your worship handout that you were handed when you walked in the door, just want to cover something real quick. If you open it all the way up to the right side, April 16th, remember if you still have your connection coaster, invite somebody to Easter service. We're going to have one service at 10 a.m. Yes, it's going to be full. I'm going to ask connection people to do something extremely difficult. Park in the back and sit up front. Please, please, we want people, people that have been bad. And let me explain this to you. Sometimes I just say this and people say, well, he's just being a jerk because he doesn't like where I sit. I'm not doing that. Listen, we, we are encountering on purpose unchurched people. Unchurched people that go through a five or six day, maybe possibly seven day work week. And they get, you know, they're not treated well by their boss. Maybe they're not treated well by their coworkers, and they and then we, you know how it is. You go through life and you just bump along through a week, and it feel like you just get beat up. If we're going to be a church, we are going to be a church. If we're going to practice what we preach, then what we need to do is understand that the church is bigger than us. Like we talked last week, we need to come and sit up forward and let those people that have had a rough week and they're unchurched and and they decided for some random idea they were going to come to church because you ask them to and maybe they really like popcorn and they said, "Hey, I like popcorn. I'll come to church." Okay, fine. They need to be able to be sitting in the back. They need to be able to park up front. I mean, you know what that. Me and, Mary, me and my wife, we pulled up to Walmart or Aldi's or wherever we go. And if we get a. Fr- now, we, we tend to park away from the door just because we walk, but. Do you know what my wife and I call front parking spaces at a restaurant or somewhere? Rock star parking. We should give our guests rock star parking. We should. Because that's what we should do. But on, the, on here, you have another opportunity. I'm going to get off that soapbox. But, you just, but sometimes I don't explain that. I think you need to know, understand why. So, all the way to the right, it says work day. April 8th is a Saturday, 8 a.m. to noon. Man, if you've got some... Maybe God has gifted you. No pun intended with today's sermon. Now we're talking about spiritual gifts, by the way. Maybe God... Uh, see... Some of these walls, these great big surface area walls, man, I can paint with a roller all day long. Some of you have this really weird gift that you like to do something that I don't know very many people that like this. Some of you like to trim. Weird. No, I'm just kidding. 
I'm just kidding. But you're gifted in different ways. We're going to talk about this today. We're going to, we're going to clean the church to make it welcome for, for our guests. And we just need to, we're going to have a spring cleaning around the, the whole yard. If you have uh, some machinery, and I've probably talked to you. If, you. if I haven't talked to you, then probably don't need to bring your machinery. Okay. But uh, we're going to do touching up of paint. We're going to do vacuuming the floors. We're going to wipe down the baseboards. We're going to invest in Clorox and completely Clorox our kids' room because we're just going to defeat all of winter illness. Okay. Uh, and we do do that, but we're going we're gonna to really take care of that this, this day. So if you have um, a Saturday morning free with us, come and join us, and I, I guarantee you it'll be, it'll be fun. This morning is our fourth week. Uh, it's our Touch Someone's Life gift offering. And what we do is on the fourth week, Connection asks for pennies, nickels, dimes, and at the end of the service... I'll divide those up if there's enough, and I'll give two bags away, and we're going to go give that away in our community. Believe it or not, if, you, if, you, if, you've, if you're someone that has done this before, you often find it that sometimes it can be difficult to give it away. Not that it's hard for you to give it away. It's difficult for people to take it because they say, whoa, 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 what's the catch? Nothing, man, I just want to be nice. Ah, you can't be nice in this world. What's the catch? So, if you will, people are going to take that offering. Um, come and take that. They're just going to pass the, the popcorn bags back. And while they're doing that, I know that even, even my, my attention just kind of gravitates towards anything shiny, uh, anything that's getting, getting handled like a bag. But if you, if you can, we're going to be starting something this morning that some of us have great experience in, some of us have zero experience in, and some of us have sat in our homes wishing we had a chance to do this. Some of us... God has gifted in the areas of, oh, I don't know, quilt making, sewing, piecing, backing. Some of us, we've never seen a hill that our four-wheeler will not climb or we will not hurt ourselves trying to do, right? <laughs> some of us some of us can play an instrument, some of us could sing. And some of us were involved with sports. Operating on what is known as a team. Now a team does not just have to be sports. Um, it can be uh, band or actors or what, whatever you were into, but there, there was a group. And this morning... It, just, it fits with what we're doing. We're going to make some sports analogies. Um, I was going to bring some volleyballs and baseballs and toss them out to the crowd, but I didn't really want to because they're my keepsakes. They have girls' names on them, and I'd rather keep them. But um, I want us to do something. Anybody been watching the NCAA tournament? Yes, I'm currently aware that Duke is playing golf. I get it. Okay, fine. Okay, I just hope North Carolina joins them soon. Anyway, um... Any North Carolina fans? Zero? You're not... Oh, okay. All right. I apologize. Good luck. <laughs> but, but if you watch the NCAA tournament or you watch the World Baseball Classic or you watch sports in general, maybe you watched... T- when maybe in the summer you watch T-ball. And I'll tell you what, if you want a good time, just go to the ballpark and watch T-ball. Just go and watch. I mean, you see kids run to third base instead of first base first. Uh, you see all kinds of things. But oftentimes what you'll see in all sporting events 
and different things before a concert, a band does this, but they get together and they do something really weird. They'll put their hands in the middle, right? I've been a coach. If you've been a coach, you've done this before with your kids, and they put their hands together. There is no better way to pass germs in this world, okay? So you you put your hand or you put your fist in, or volleyball players, they put them up here, okay? But you put your hand in, and then you just wait on the magic phrase. The magic phrase is, the coach would usually say, one, two, three, right? And then you would say, two. Or you'd say, bulldogs. Or you'd say, eagles. Or rams. Or whatever your mascot is. So we're going to try something really, really fun this morning. You don't have to, you don't have to touch anybody's hand, okay? I just want you... Anybody remember the show, Press Your Luck? Annoy me, he's annoying me, he's saying, stop. Okay, you're just going to put the hand right in front of you, like this. Okay, and whenever I say, whenever I say, one, two, three, you're going to say, together. And whenever you say together, we're going to go, together. Okay? Do not elbow, hit your mate, do not, do not make this an excuse to hit anyone, okay? Okay, alright. Everybody with hands out, okay? Hands out. One, two, three, together. Almost. See, you gotta call the, you gotta call the huddle back in, right? That did not intimidate the other team. Okay? Okay, ready? Hands in. One, two, three, together. Would it be absolutely incredible if you knew that going through your week, even if you have a rough one, that you knew every single person that said the word together had your back? Guess what? They do. You do not have to fight alone in this world. Anytime I ever played sports and we put our hands in and we said team, or we did whatever defense or whatever you want to yell, what it did was, yeah, it was, yeah, all right, let's go get them. In volleyball, in junior high, you just try to scare the snot out of the other team with saying it as loud as you can. That's just a scare tactic, I guess. But I remember being a player, putting my hand in, a team, and I would run out onto the baseball field and we'd do whatever we were doing. But in the back of my mind, I knew playing baseball that there were eight other guys on that field and there were other people on the bench, or maybe I was on the bench and, and I was watching them. There were eight other guys at least on the field besides me. Listen, there's a, there's a greater number than eight in here. This is a team that is, is, is more qualified spiritually probably than any other team you've ever played on. This is a team that has more significance in a win than any team you've ever played on. You're talking about the spiritual eternalness of someone's soul. This is a huge deal. One more time. Everybody hands in. One, two, three. This is awesome. Come on, I want you guys on my team. How important is that? How important is it to understand that if you have a rough week and they do come, that you can say, you know what? I can call so-and-so or I can text or Facebook message or whatever so-and-so and I know that they will lift me up in prayer. Do you know what kind of power that is? It's supernatural. It's not yours. It's not if you can bench press a bulldozer. Listen, God cares less if you can bench press a bulldozer. He wants to know how strong you are on your knees. Praying. Listen, being physically fit is, 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 is a good thing, okay? And if you can bench press a bulldozer, please invite me over. I would love to see it. Chances aren't good, okay? Unless you get one of the Tonka ones. Man, they used to make real toys, didn't they? The metal, you cut the snot out of yourself on them. 
Anybody have scars from Tonka trucks? Oh yeah. They were not meant to be ridden down the hill, were they? No, they weren't. But we did it. We did it. Some of you have no idea. You're visiting Connection, you're going, oh my goodness. Listen, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to talk about an unbelievable, awesome team. But if you have a relationship with Christ, you are on. But some people don't know how the team works. See, in baseball, you either you catch, you pitch, you play infield, you play outfield. Okay. Basketball, you're a shooting guard. You're forward, you're a center. Okay. You're Stephen Curry or you're not. <laughs> but look at your worship handout at the first blank. As, you, as we all flip to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and your phone or your, your, your uh, tablet or whatever, or your Bible, listen. Look at this first blank. Some of you need to take this home, understand... Understand that God has equipped you. This is, not, this is not a, hey, this is what Matt says. This is what the Bible says. God has equipped you so that you can serve. And He has given you a gift so that you can give. Some of you that are the, the, the blank likers, you're going you're gonna to love today. There's blanks all over the place. But God has equipped you. I thought about listening just in bullet points off to the side so I, could, so I could insert some exclamation points. Do not doubt that God, whether or not God has equipped you. The Bible says that He has. He's equipped you. You have a special gift. Some of you, many of you, have a, have a, a gift that I don't have. Some of you are good servers. Some of you are good givers. Some of you can walk into a room at work and you can really discern people that have something going on in their life. And you're a caregiver. You can pray. We're all given these gifts. God didn't give these gifts to us for us to put on a shelf. These are not trophies. The old hymn says, my trophies I will lay down one day. See, this is not a trophy to be kept on a shelf for you to invite people over and go, look at my trophies. Anytime kids come over, they see in our living room that there's, there are two geese that are mounted in our living room. Then the, it never ceases. If somebody comes over to our house the very first time, they say, are you a hunter? And my wife usually just goes, oh boy. And I said, yeah, I, I hunt a little bit. And then uh, I said, well, do you have anything else mounted? And we take him to what Mary refers to in her house as the room of death. And uh, we, <laughs> there's, there's some bears and there's, there's deer and there's ducks and all kinds of things. But listen, God's gift to you are not things that you just hang on the wall and say, hey, come over and look how good my stuff looks. Look at my gift. Is it not so beautiful? God is saying, oh yeah, that's neat. That's not why I gave it to you. Don't hide it. Don't put it up on a shelf. Use it. Use it. If you are one of the best centers in high school or college or junior high basketball, and the only thing that you want to do, the only thing that you want to do, is you want to stay out by the top of the key in the volleyball line and just let it rain, right? Okay, that's not, that's not using, if you're a sinner, you're probably tall. And where do you play? Down low. Okay? You just do. I'm not a basketball coach, but 
I'm pretty sure that that's right. <laughs> Tall people go down low, right? Until you get in the NBA and everybody's 7 foot 12. And uh, some of you will get that after lunch. 7 foot 12 is actually 8 feet. So, <laughs> thank you. I like telling people I'm 5'13 and they go, what? God, God did not use, or He did not give you these gifts to not use them. He gave you these gifts to use them. Now let me show you what this looks like carnally in our church. You ready? God has given gifts to some people in connection that they're going, to go, they're going to get to use this summer. We have four people that are going internationally. They're not going to Salem or Centralia. They're going internationally to share the gospel. Maybe you didn't hear me. That came out of your church. There's four people that are going to go across oceans to share the gospel of Christ with people that have never heard it before. You know what that's called? That's called being a sending church. That's what's called being a church that's doing what God wants us to do. Some of you, in a couple years... We have a vision from God that we are going to plant in another, in another site. Some of you may come up to me and go, I believe that God has equipped me. That's going to be a sad day. It's going to be a sad day because we're literally going to take people out of here and we're going to send them to our church plant and we'll say, hey, we'll see you in a year. I don't want to do that. I'll just keep everybody together, right? So your mother hen's going to everybody together. Together. Remember what we used to do together? Yeah. But we're going to send people. Why is that good? Because we're spreading the gospel. It's, it's infected our DNA. And it causes us to change. Before I get on a crazy long tangent, just look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to read these first 17 verses. Just read along with this. I'm not going to come back to all of this. I'm going to come back to verse 12 and we're, going to, and we're going to go over this. But I really want you to pay attention to this. Mark it in your Bible. If you're not familiar with this, go back and read this. Number one, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about this stuff to confuse you. It's not confusing. Anything that God has for us may not make sense to us, but it's not confusing. Okay, now look at verse 1. Now dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us. Look what Paul says here. I don't want you to misunderstand this. Thank you. <laughs> you ever read the Bible and go, thank you very much. Verse 2, you know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. He's talking about their past here. He said, you used to not worship the God that you worship now. In verse 3, so one... One can say Jesus is Lord. I'm sorry. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Holy Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one will say, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we still serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same. Excuse me, God who does all the work. In all of us. And the spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. So here you go. Man, did you invent that we all have a spiritual gift? No. Read that verse. Each spiritual gift is given to, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Now, please, I want, I want to touch on this stuff right here. It is a lot of stuff. It is, it, some of this stuff is confusing. Some of these things you've never seen. Some of these things you may have seen. But watch this. At least one. 
Spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. You do not use your spiritual gift in the wrong attitude. Meaning, you have to understand where it comes from, realize that it's not you, and we have to lay ourselves down humbly and use the gift. It's not about, woo, look at my gift. Ta-da! It's not that. It's not that. We, we, we're, we're to give. We're to serve. In verse 8, he goes on. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. If you are one of these people, you are precious. You are very, very precious. To give wise advice. Watch. Let me show you. Let me show you how important you are. Ready? Anybody ever received advice that was not wise? Come on. Yeah. Why, did, why are you so special if you can give wise advice? Because you allow God to speak through you. You search Scripture for an answer to give advice. Maybe you, maybe you find yourself, people just come to you and they just want to be around you. They want to talk to you. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. Discernment. Verse 9, the same Spirit gives great faith to another. You know somebody that has great faith? You know somebody that's not afraid at all to pray scary prayers? Listen, I want you to join with us. Join with Connection. I'm just going to throw something out there for you. And if you want to help us, you just go ahead on your own time. God is doing things behind the scenes at Connection that you wouldn't even possibly entertain the notion of. He is moving in ways that I've never seen Him move before. And it's scary sometimes. It is. Because you have to have faith to go. But listen, God gives great faith. And to someone else, uh, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. I often said, I often tell people that I've, I've experienced healing in my life, spiritually, but also physically. And they say, oh, did somebody lay, on, lay hands on you and you regrew a bone? No. Listen, I'm not trying, I'm not, I, don't, I will never put God in a box, but th- th- listen, God gives the gift of intelligence to people that knew how to put metal and screws in my arm to make it work again. And it's better. Than it. I mean, you should have saw it when I broke it. This is a little bit better. Look at verse 10. He gives one person the power of, to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is, giving, is given the ability to interpret what is being said. Please look at this and understand that there is not, there's not something that's left off to itself. If there's anything that might be confusing in here, God has a backup plan. If someone does that, there should be an interpreter. Okay, when it's done biblically, when it's done correctly. There's not an open... You know why? Because it, He doesn't leave it open-ended for the person to just do something on their own and say, look at me and look what I did. It's a backup plan. Okay, look at verse 11. Look at this. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. They all come from the same God. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Some of you are going, some of you are old school like me and you've taken the, the fill in the dot spiritual gifts test, had the yellow sheet underneath and you had to add up all the stuff. Okay. Some of you are nodding your head, you understand. Some of you go, well I don't like my spiritual gifts. 
<laughs> then don't argue with me. Because <laughs> I didn't give them to you. <laughs> but look, listen, oftentimes you will find spiritual gifts sometimes will be completely just... You've, yeah, I, I already knew this. Okay? There's some that will they catch you by surprise. Wow. They also change during your seasons in life. This isn't to scare you. This isn't to do anything. But it's just how God can use you. Here, look at the next verse. Look at verse 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Look at 13. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. We have all been baptized in one body by the Spirit, and we all share the same Spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. The foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand. That does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of a body? In verse 17, if the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Now, I like YouTube. There's some kids' videos about this scripture, and this kid is hilarious. And he puts Mr. Potato Head together like the, the scripture wants it to. I want to be all ears. It just looks weird. There's pink and white ears all over the potato. And then he, listen, what he says some incredibly deep stuff that I don't even know that he catches. It's all ears, okay? And even including the footholes, you got an ear in it. And he goes, Look, when it's made up of the same part, it can't even stand up. Everybody has a place, everybody has a plug in, and everybody is a perfect shape. If you let God make you the shape that He wants you, you will fit into the puzzle perfectly, flawlessly. Hands in. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you are going to stop beside one another at a a stoplight or a train this week, and you're going to roll down and go, it's going to be some kind of like gang affiliation. We're going to get in trouble. You're walking through Kroger. This is, you get really good, you can do it without counting. Some of you make up dance moves. Listen, I want, I, I want you to listen to. I want you to listen to this. Just you don't have to yell. Just just speak it. Okay. One, two, three. You hear that? Everybody's a piece. Everybody is a piece. If you've never felt like you were part of a family or you were ever involved in something that God has going on, I can assure you something. You fit here. You will fit here. If God has it for you to be here, you will fit here. I grew up listening to this, uh, touching a sign. Every time we ran out onto the baseball field, we hit a sign. And it said, Team, T-E-A-M. And everybody's heard this. Everybody's had it on a shirt at least once. Together, everyone achieves more. Try to play a baseball game by yourself. The only person in the history of the world that playing a baseball game by themselves has worked for is Bugs Bunny. <laughs> when cartoons were good. Remember when he throws his glove up, which is illegal, and he catches the ball on top of the Empire State Building? Some of you need to go home and watch good cartoons again. Bugs Bunny. He strikes out this entire team with one pitch. Remember that? One, two, three, you're out. One, two, three. Oh, man. Good stuff. 
You can't go play a team sport by yourself. There's even a minimum in some, in some slow pitch tournaments that we play in. You can't start with seven. Number one, you don't usually want to start with seven because you're going to get rolled in a hurry. Okay, you want to have at least eight guys, or you can't. You can't even play. Look at the next blank on your worship handout. Some of you need to hang this. You need to cut this out, and you need to put it on the inside of your glasses, just not when you're driving. You need to put it on your mirror in your bathroom. Look at this. We are to use these gifts to further God's kingdom. We are called to join together as the body of Christ. By the way, when you look at Matthew chapter 28, going when we're joined to call together. Now watch this. We're called to join together. The Great Commission, Jesus says, go through all the corners of the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, spread the gospel, verses 18 through 20. Okay, we're probably familiar with this. Realize that when he talks about the Great Commission, guess who he's involving to be on it with him? You and me. It's a commission. Why? Because you're not supposed to go by yourself. And we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Even Jesus sent His disciples out two by two. It wasn't just Noah and the animals. We're not called to go through this life together. Because you were, you were created to be in relationship with God and other people. That is how your DNA scientifically is set up. It's perfect. So we join together as the body of Christ, the church. That's big C, not denomination. It's not the Baptist church. It's not. I have brothers in other denominations and sisters that are going to worship beside me in the kingdom of heaven. And it makes no difference. And it says, Baptist. On the outside of their church. We don't even have it. What it does mean is, anybody that has a relationship with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit lives inside them, and they've pleaded the blood of Christ on their life, I share in the journey with. We get to. You don't have to. You get to. Think about where you came from. Now do you get to? Oh yeah. Did you trade up? I talked to a guy in church that I knew to him truck and I said, Hey, your truck's got about 120,000 less miles on it than mine. How about we trade? Straight up. I gave him a good deal. Straight up. He goes, I don't think so. <laughs> because I would have traded up and he would have traded down, right? And share the gospel with the world. I don't care whether you're in Zimbabwe, Mozambique, England, Italy, all these. <laughs> I mean, that's geographically a little bit apart. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Welcome to my world. Share the gospel with whoever you come in contact with. Whoever. Look at verse 12. We're going to go back and look at verse 12. Look at this. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Look around. Just look around. Take some time. Look around. I'm so glad that everybody's the same. You know why we're not made the same? I'm very thankful for this, by the way. God did not create anybody he did not create a race of people that are going to be robots. How boring would it be? Right? He always knew... Listen. 
He wants us to have relationship with Him. This body, this church body, is made up of different people. We have people that come from big cities. Scary. Scares me to death. We have people that came from really small places geographically. We have people that know intricate parts about motors and then we have me. <laughs> we have people that can, that can give advice about foundation and structural architecture and then we have people like me. <laughs> and we have people that are blessed with different talents, discernment, the, art, the, the gift of praying, just these incredible gifts. Now watch this. Do you know why the ear doesn't try to be the foot? Because he can't. He can't. Now some people, this, this is where it gets tricky. Some people say, I want to be the eyes. I want to be this. I want. Anytime you start off a conversation with God that says, I want, you're wrong. Period. I want. No, God says, I gave you. Use what I gave. But I want to be the eye. I want to do that. Don't mistake talent with a gift. Just because you're good at something and you, you, you can do something doesn't mean that you should do it. For in that, in that kind of context. If you work by yourself, you're not going to accomplish anything. Oh, but has your week ever, has your week ever been, been uh, pretty junky? And then you literally, and you don't know that you do this, but you've literally walked through these doors and go, wow, <laughs> I'm back. I'm back with my buddies. I'm back with my spiritual family. I'm back with the people that lift me up in prayer. I'm back with these people. I'm back worshiping in the same environment as these people. And I get excited about what God is doing in my life. And I'm going to go back out. This is a recharge station. But the church doesn't live here. This is a building. Church is not a place. I know, Matt. You always said it. Listen, the church is not a place. It's where you go. Verse 13 says, Some of us were Jews, some were Gentiles, some were slaves, and some were free. But we've all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Same team, same jersey. It says on the front of our jerseys, it says, Church. The church. The church. Funny. It would be interesting to see. Not funny. It would be interesting to see, to get a group discussion of where everybody came from. And just to put those pin marks on a globe and to see what God has orchestrated with all these people and He's gathered up and puts them, and he puts them into one place. Why? Because you fit together. He knows that. It's what you bring to the table. It's your experiences. I one time mentored a guy that was 20 years older than me. And I, and I, I, I got stopped at Hardee's in my office at Hardee's. And um, I got stopped by this guy every, every time. Almost every single time he met, he'd come over and go, Which one are you doing the teaching? I see you're the one, you're, you're doing all the talking. And I said, I don't do all the talking. Well, that's what I saw. And I said, well, 
I wasn't, I, I wasn't a smart aleck. And I said, well, I guess you saw what you saw, but I might teach spiritual things. But understand that this man is teaching me experience about life stuff that is so valuable for me to be able to pass on. Oh. They just kind of walked away. We all bring experiences. Why are experiences... We're not glorifying our past, but why are our experiences important? Because they've shaped us. They've made you who you are. You may, you may have experienced something as a child that whenever you are now a parent, you choose to not do something that way because it had a negative effect on you. You know what that's called? Healthy. It is. It's healthy. Choosing, choosing to do something different. Look at, look at verse 14. Yes, the body has many parts. Not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand. Now, can you under, can you see this? I just ha, I just in my mind I'm just playing these videos about Mr. and Mrs. Head to Head just going at it, right? I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand. You see what the foot says? The foot says I am not. <laughs> First problem: the foot uses the word I. Doesn't go to God. Doesn't ask God. If the foot says I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. You have very intricate things in your body that you would not survive without that you will never see with your eyes. You have intricate things that there are intricate things that go on at connection that you may never witness yourself. Did you know that your chairs have personally been prayed over by someone? Where you're resting yourself right now? You'll never see that. The person that does that it doesn't matter who it is. Because it's not about you. It's about what they want to do. How to serve God. There's people, there are people that are, that are weird in this church. Besides me. They, I have seen people smile while they ran a vacuum. Try that at home with a 16 year old. No offense 16 year olds. Okay. But seriously, just try to smile. Next time you're vacuuming, it will, it will mess with your parents. You're like, Whoa, what is going on? Look at, verse, look, at verse, look at verse 16. And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye. You see the common denominator here? It's the different pieces that say, but I'm so not as important as the eyes. I'm so not as important as this person. I'm so, listen, listen to me very carefully. I have not talked to any, and I mean zero, I have not talked to anybody that is a spiritual mentor of mine, that has been in ministry for a long time, that I talk to, that I confide in. I have not talked to any of them that didn't say this. I will never be, I would never have been or will be or am today the man that God has made me into without my wife. The wives don't get up and... Mary hasn't preached here. But you have no idea what kind of battle she goes through at home. How to support me. How to pray for me. You don't understand the behind the scenes things that some, some of you enter into your prayer closet and I mean you do some serious work in prayer. Serious. Not like, hey God, thanks for the food, appreciate it. 
Hey, you don't pray like that. I would often, I would probably, if I, if I, if I needed to make it an illustration, it would be like the, the person that came to the temple that prayed in the earshot of the Pharisee, and the Pharisee says, I'm so glad I'm not like this sinner. And I would put you in this, this, this person over here and say, hey God, I'm just thankful that you can hear me and you forgive me. Because it probably starts that way. And then you, you begin to intercede and you pray for other things in other people's lives. I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye. What a, listen, if, if you were an ear and I was holding it here, and just because you said, oh, watch this, you ready? <clears throat> I am a 2016 Lamborghini Countach. I'm still mad. Just because you say or think, <laughs> this is a $3,000 bottle of perfume. Not so much. Just because you say or you have an opinion, doesn't make it. Listen, 17, if the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? That little boy, how would you stand? Oh, good, you can see everything. What's this smell like? Um, we're all eyes here. Good. Boring. Right? The only thing that you say all day, let's watch this. But you can't hear it. See, we get confused. I want this, I want this, I want this. You're not created to be alone. You're created to plug in. Because some of you are ears and some of you are eyes. And whenever you work together, you can see a video and you can hear it. Some of you are great thinkers. So you can compute the concepts that we see. And some of you are, are the hands that can build and hold and, hold and shape. Some of you are, are the feet. And I, I know some of you are like, oh great, I get to be the feet. Such a glamorous job, isn't it? You're the people that get to take us where we're going. Do you get this? This is huge. This sermon series called Together is, is all about how we fit in and where we're going. That is not called connection or any other church for that matter to sit still. We will not sit still. We are going. We are. Look at the next blank on your, on your worship handout. Look at this. If we keep these gifts to ourselves and do not use them, how does that further the kingdom of heaven? Just ask yourself that question. It does nothing. If you are a great communicator and you choose to not communicate, people are not going to communicate with you. Look at this. How does it further? It doesn't. God did not create robots. Thank goodness. Man, that would be boring. (laughs) You like the same stuff. You do the same thing. Every single day. He created different people with different gifts so that His church, it's not Connections Church, it's not your church or my church, the church is bigger than all of that, so the church, His bride, us, can share the love of Jesus with those that we come in contact with. See, some of you don't even see what I'm, what I'm talking about. Some of you have experience, some of you like NASCAR. The only thing that I know about NASCAR for certain is this. I want to drive one of their cars. For sure. For sure. 
I don't know who people are because of their numbers. Listen, somebody comes in and they're wearing a, a NASCAR guy's jacket or whatever, and you, listen, li- listen, I don't speak NASCAR. But you go, hey, that's my favorite driver. And you start talking about NASCAR. Guess what? God can use NASCAR to bring somebody to Christ. He probably already has. God can use baseball. I've seen that happen. God can use instruments and band. I've seen it happen. God can use experiences in our life. I've seen it happen a lot. See, well, I don't play in the band. I don't do NASCAR. I don't do baseball. But do you have life experience? Everyone. You've been given a gift. Now, some of you go, well, what is that gift? If you're friends with connection, I'm going to do something. I'm going to post, and I have it between a couple, I'm going to take one and and make sure I can get the results right. I'm going to post a link on Facebook's website. On Facebook's, on, on Connections' Facebook page. All you have to go, do, you click on the link, and you can take a spiritual gifts test. Now, here, let me tell you about taking a test. It's not a test. The only way that you can flunk is if you answer dishonestly. Because in your mind, you're sitting at your computer going, oh, nobody's around, Matt's not around. It's time to be an I. <laughs> and I get the results back and there's 78 pastors the chances are really good that God did not put 78 pastors in connection and if he did we're going to do some serious planting <laughs> serious alright I want you to go here I want you to do it we're going to have <laughs> 360 degree, there's 360 churches in Southern Illinois in two years but listen I'm going to post that link I want you to take it by yourself honestly Listen, some of these questions, some of these questions, if you, I know, I know somebody that, that has expressed a, a, you definitely know some of the things that are not your gifts, don't you? See, this is, this is, I have somebody that comes and they said, Matt, where do you need help? And I said, well, there's a couple different places. I said, we have uh, babies in preschool, we have Kids Rock, we have cleaning. Just, just, just throwing those three out. This person looks at me and goes, Okay, nothing in diapers. <laughs> okay, that's not your talent. But now there's some other people in here that go, Oh, oh, I want the babies. You can snuggle them and hold them. And there's still other people that go, Give me the high schoolers. Just give me. And there's some of you else that go, I'll take a vacuum, <laughs> I'll take the Windex. I'll spray paint the parking lot stripes. I'll do this. We're all not the same. Think about this this week. If you get, ch- get a chance, I'm going to post that later this afternoon, right on Connections Facebook page. You can click it. And I want, I want you to uh, either send me, because I, I don't know if I wanted that to be public. I don't know how I want to do that, but I thought about having people give their gifts in the, in the comments, and that's not necessarily a public thing. Um, but if you, if you feel like you want to share that with me, just, just come, just come to me and say, "Hey, I took the test," and and uh, but you don't even have to tell me what they are. I found some things out about myself. Yeah, you will. You understand how God's gifted you, and it's beautiful because you can take all these gifts and you can put them, you can put them. Some of you are the upper part of the ear, and some of you are the lower part of the ear. It's that specific, metaphorically. Okay, you're not going to get it. Well, I'm not an ear. <laughs> I said I was going to be an ear. I'm not saying that. We have the uh, touch someone's life gift this way. 
All right. Thank you, sir. 24 $30. $132.15 per bag. Uh, Cindy and Gabby. Cindy and Gabby. There they are. They're going to take these out. We're going to pray over these bags. They're going to go give them out to the uh, into the community. They're going to write me an email back. Uh, you don't have to get a bag like that to help someone, by the way. I know, I, know, I know some of you are going, well, you just do not know how tight our budget is. Okay. I, can't, I have been there, okay? I have been there. But there are ways. There are ways. It costs me 25 cents every time I go to Aldi's. And people think, that's not a blessing. It is if you get the cart. That's 25 cents. That's if you're going, 25 cents is not a big deal. Give me a quarter. I'll give it away. Give, just give it to me. Why do we spend so much time talking about giftedness? Listen, we don't spend time talking about giftedness to say, look at us. We spend the time talking about giftedness to ensure that we understand how we can fit. This is, co- this is so cool. You're going to learn so much about yourself. Some of you are going to go, well, I took a spiritual gifts test when I was 16 and it said I was this. So I'm always going to be a hand. And you realize, um, maybe a foot now. I want to help take people to that place. Hey, I have an ear. I'm a good listener. I have my hands. I can, I, can, I can hold things. I can put in place. I can do work. I look forward to hearing that. Let's pray. God, thank You so much. We can come to you in song and in worship and in your word. God, we just love you. Thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to join together to go on mission with you. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. One, two, three.